We're just ordinary people living ordinary lives until we see someone on TV win a $25,000 prize. Come on down. I'll play any game for 10 seconds of fame. Come on down. I'll make a deal just let me spin the wheel. Come on down. To win a million bucks, all you need is a little luck and thorough knowledge of multiple disparate trivial subjects. All right. Welcome to another episode of Come On Down, the Game Show Podcast, hosted by me, John Baker. And me, his best friend in the world, and for sure, no, the top of the friend list, Jonathan Motney. Why, why do you keep making that noise? Did you see what happened about the Larry David documentary? The Larry David documentary, I did see that it was a thing that was supposed to come out. I guess, I guess something has happened. No, I do not know. So it was supposed to come out yesterday on hbo max mm-hmm. and it was like you know interviews about his life i was looking forward to it um and then yesterday afternoon did he get sued by the crypto company they did the commercial for <laughs> yeah he reached out to hbo and was like no never mind don't don't air it don't air it i want to do it again but in front of a live audience and it, so be interviewed by a whole bunch of people be interviewed by uh larry charles who is his friend and uh producer on curb your enthusiasm okay i want to do it in front of a live audience and record that instead and you know what hbo had to say all right yeah that was what they said yeah they so they'd been advertising it they'd been running commercials it was coming out yesterday and then yesterday he was like eh. wow Larry David has so much power at HBO that he could do that the day before. Th- yeah, and by yesterday, I actually mean um, Tuesday, last Tuesday, sure. a week ago today. So, is he want? Does he want to give the same answers? I don't. That was what I was wondering. Like, is it just going to be the same? But there will be people there now. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he felt uncomfortable with it. I did watch a while ago, like uh, him and Ricky Gervais just having a conversation about oh, comedy. Man. Yeah, it's a good, I feel like they are aligned on a lot of uh, philosophies when it comes to comedy. Yeah. In that nothing is off limits. Right. And God isn't real. I mean, maybe. I know it's a Ricky Gervais that's thing. A Ricky I don't Gervais know if that's thing, a Larry think, David thing. Yeah. Larry uh, David's thing is Jesus isn't real. Yeah, he definitely doesn't believe in Jesus. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, today we've got another episode of the show. You're welcome, by the way. Not a single person, not a single person has ever texted me and said, thank you. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. What the fuck, All guys? this free content hey. that we're just offering up like should we little... Just, should we just stop? Like we're little whores that don't understand you're supposed to ask for money at the end <laughs> that's what i feel that's like kind of what we are that <laughs> is what we, we are we just forgot the second part of whoring except, except also we're just uh well for 71 of our 72 episodes yeah we're just standing on the corner and nobody's stopping <laughs> We're, and Nobody we're, and we're literally holding a sign that says free stuff. <laughs> you don't you don't owe us anything. Hey, you want a good time? <laughs> drive by. Right. Drive away. Yeah. No good times. Uh anyway, we do despite all that, we're just gonna fucking keep trudging along. Hell yeah, dude. We're Fuck just yeah. gonna keep trudging that's along. That's the that's the tortured artist slash full time uh job holder. Motto just keep grinding. Yep, nobody tells you what grinding is, but everybody on Instagram definitely tells you you gotta keep grinding, right? And I do, um, when I have my my seeds and stems, I I put those in the grinder Mm -hmm. that way I get a little get a little bit more at the end of the sure. uh, Joint, you sound very cool right now. I just have a question for you Have you actually used a grinder ever in your life? Amen. Have you ever Uh, sat at your college shitty dorm room uh, with a tweezer trying to get seeds out of the weed you just bought that definitely is barely weed? 
<laughs> 420. Yeah, he's chilling. he's he's <laughs> avoiding answering the question. <laughs> we got a month and a half to go. You're a fraud, and I hope all of our subscribers call you out. Whatever. I got him so high right now. Oh I don't God. even know what it means to be called out. Anyway. He's disassociated completely. <laughs> um, today we're going to be talking about a show called Repo Games. And it is... It is a show. It's it is like definitively a, a show. It's like uh, Arnold Palmer in that it's half one thing <laughs> and it makes you feel one way. Okay. And then the other half... There's another feeling that you get. Okay. And it's not quite the same. All right. I can't wait to get a deeper, more thorough explanation of this after we've talked. Oh, no, no. That, that's as bit. deep as it goes. Okay. That's okay. not okay. surface. Got it. Got it. Um, but first, obviously, we have a fake ad. Uh, excuse uh, me? Sorry. A sponsor. Thank you. Uh, trimming your dog's nail can be... Oh, sorry. That's Okay. Trimming your dog's nails can be a pain. I was just thinking about that wound you showed me on your finger earlier. Nah, you don't know that. It can be a terrifying experience for them and a stressful one for you. Not anymore. Today's sponsor, Clawbegon, has an innovative and tested solution for this headache. The process is so simple. First, request our services, and you'll receive the tough and technically legal shipping box for your furry loved one. Put them inside with a week's worth of food and water, and they're off to the Clawbegon headquarters. The real magic begins once they start to work on your pet. Your dog is placed into a peaceful temporary coma while the trained vets remove all their nails. Uh, sound inhumane? It would be if they didn't go that extra CBG step and replace them with fun and useful replacements. Like what? Tiny bully sticks. That way your pup always has something to chew on. And you can buy replacement bully stick nails. Or after signing 17 waivers, you can get actual replica Wolverine spikes, like from the moving pictures. Whoa, only two options seems kind of weak. Boy, howdy, do I have some good news for you. There's exactly three. <laughs> oh, sorry. That was crossed out. Uh, check out these other options. Snossages, whole or halved cashews, Miniature squeaky toys, Lego men with orange hats, velociraptor claws from Jurassic Park, and plenty more. Check out their website for a full list of their options. Come on down, members. Get their current new customer discount, eight nail replacements for the price of eight and a half. Use the code COMEONDOG at checkout. So the new customer is you pay more for less? <laughs> That's the deal? No. You get eight nail replacements. For the price of eight and a half. So I pay more. No, I get less. You're not understanding this. Um... It's it's eight and a half. <laughs> right, so yes, that is that is what it says. So that is what we will go with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I that mean, is correct. Whoever wrote this put a lot of thought into this. The sponsor. The sponsor, Clawbegon, put a lot of thought into this. Or he did or he or she knew exactly what they were doing, and that's a funny punchline <laughs> at the end. I'm breaking. Uh oh. Have you seen that episode of 30 Rock? No. Uh Tracy Jordan oh, figures they, out what breaking is mm -hmm. and the audience that the audience laughs about it. So he just uh, intentionally fucks up every sketch he's in and does stuff like, uh oh, my wig is falling off. What is happening? This is an unscripted event that is occurring right yeah. now. It's pretty funny. Um, You're saying that's what happened. That's right what now? happened right here. Is it wasn't. A, mistake. It wasn't. A, yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't understand why, if your problem is that your dog has sharp nails, no, nope. you would want no. The problem is just the hassle of having to cut. Correct. Them. So the Wolverine blades is you don't have dope. to cut is so dope. It's good. Correct. <laughs> but you will die. You will be killed. Well, it depends on if you've trained your dog or not. So you will be killed. I don't think so. Yeah. And it also depends on the size of the dog. You yeah. don't think your dog with fucking. 12 inch long blades coming out of his paw is ever just going to accidentally even just like cut your fucking foot off. Okay. And what I'm saying is <laughs> my dog is trained. Right. And it no. sounds like yours is not. No, right. No. So I came in here and your dog right. was trained to just fucking stick his nose in my butthole for like 30 minutes. Um, and then do you want to reread the script? And then start licking the back of your head over and over while you were trying to plug and, in a light bulb. In either of those situations, <laughs> he has not stabbed me once with his Wolverine claws. What about when he hopped up on this leather couch? You right would here? be stabbed. No, no, no. You would be stabbed and the couch, <laughs> the couch would be stabbed. Yeah. But you don't have to go through the hassle of cleaning. You don't have to cut him. You don't have to cut him. You're yeah, good. Right. 
So let's get into this game because boy, my God, was it a, a wild ride. And I can't decide right now. We're 10 minutes in. Okay. We're Yikes. 10 minutes into this That's, right it's now. It's too long. We got to kind of. So what I can't decide, and I haven't been able to decide since I watched this and looked into this, whether this is going to be, whether we're going to have a lot to talk about or uh-huh. almost nothing to talk about. Correct. I can't decide. And I guess we'll find out. Okay. All right, we'll see you guys next time. Wait, on so what Come happens? What happens if we get to the end and we still like do it? We're good at middle stuff. We're not good at ending and still having more to do. Oh, we'll just end it. It'll okay, just be over. <laughs> I mean, that's okay. it. Um, so this is a game show, Repo Games, that debuted in 2011 on Spike TV, and this is important to me. This is important to me because it's important to you. Yeah, because Spike TV is what is now known as the Paramount Network. That you get on that you it's got MacGruber, it's, yeah. uh, MacGruber two, <laughs> MacGruber two, uh, MacGruber Origins. Oh my gosh! It's just all MacGruber all the time, okay. basically. <laughs> okay. Um, and if you didn't listen to last episode, boy, are you lost? Welcome to Come On Down. Thanks for starting at this episode. <laughs> Bad idea on your part, yeah. but thanks for stopping by. Seventy-two. That's a weird place to begin. That is a weird um, one. Unless you just really love Repo Games, in which case it makes sense. You're welcome. It makes a lot of sense to join at Repo Games. So, 2011 on Spike TV, it actually ran for two seasons, 20 episodes each. We had 40 episodes of this bad boy out there. Yeah, blows my mind that this went past one. Sure. So, this was hosted by not your typical game show host. Are you sure? It was hosted by Josh Lewis and Tom DeTone. And you're wondering, oh, it's weird that there's two hosts like hosting together. Yeah. What's their banter like? How do they bounce back and forth off each other? They don't, just to be clear. One guy. They don't interact with each other at all. One it, guy does so what? It is hosted by either Josh Lewis or Tom DeTone. I use an and oh. originally. I realize now that it should be an or. Right. Because these two are allegedly actually repo men. People who come and repossess vehicles of people who have fallen behind on their payments. Right. And if you're thinking, hey, how how is a repo guy have the personality to host a game show? And the answer to that is they do not. <laughs> um, yeah, that's probably accurate. So um, the series takes place in multiple locales so many so many uh typically in houses that are around the fifty thousand to eighty thousand dollar range yes uh in places such as phoenix las vegas dallas Mm. right here hometown right here hometown uh south jersey Mm -hmm. indianapolis okay the list goes on or maybe it doesn't i don't know those are the only ones i noted okay so it could that could be all of them but the way that the game... Didn't hear a lot of northeastern states in that, did uh, you? South Jersey? Okay. That's like... South this, Jersey? South Jersey is basically a southern state. <laughs> it's fair. Just they talk real annoying. Uh. Um, so the way that the game show works is that actual people mm-hmm. who are actually getting their vehicles repossessed... Dope. Get visited by our repo men here. I and it's an either or situation. You'll right. never see both uh, by the either same. Josh Lewis or Tom DeTone mm-hmm. and their crew and their tow truck. And the they pull up and immediately as quickly as possible put the car on the tow truck, which is I guess how Classic. a repo man has to work mm-hmm. because uh, you can't do it if somebody's in the car. You're against the clock as yeah, a repo. You gotta man. you gotta get that car loaded up and get it out of there pretty quick. So they do that, and then they uh, either go and knock on the door or are confronted by the person. Typically confronted. And they tell them that, hi, you've fallen behind on your payments. I'm here to repossess your car. Mm -hmm. However, I'm going to ask you five trivia questions. Hold on. And if you can get three of them correct. I'm interested. I pay off your car and you keep it. If you do not get three of them correct, I'm taking your car like I was supposed to. Right. So we are potentially just elongating this very stressful, very horrible experience for these. And I put this in very slow, very deliberate quotes. Contestants. Sure. 
So my next note, the next note on my list and of notes. And for all those listeners, I am still doing the quotes. It is a very <laughs> a long, slow. A lot of quote. A yeah. lot of quote. Uh, the very next note bullet on my notes is mm-hmm. this game is insane. Yeah, correct. <laughs> um, and and just to give you an idea of this host a little, I'm sure you have a couple notes on him. Sure, sure. This is the first thing he says on the first episode. I watched the epi- episode four, season one. Okay. You know, the intro, the, the very cheaters-like introduction to yep. this. And the guy pulls up and and puts his car in park and says, oh, man, I hope they're not pissed. They're always going to be pissed. A hundred percent of the time, they're upset. <laughs> You're there to take their car away. You're mm-hmm. there to take someone mm-hmm. who depends on that car for a job that they mm-hmm. use to not have enough money to pay for their shit. Mm-hmm. So to further contextualize this a little bit. Contextualize it, please. 2011, like Slowly. I said, is when this came on the air. There was kind of like a, a little bit of repo mania going on on the TV. Okay. There were other shows about um, repo men. Was it like a reality like reali- show? There was a reality show. I can't yeah, remember what the name okay. of it. There was a repo reality show. Yeah. There was a lot. There was like Dog the Bounty Hunter was really popular. And he kind of repoed people. Exactly. <laughs> And then there was like storage wars okay. where people would buy abandoned storage lockers at auction and then try and like flip the shit and like Pawn Stars and all these shows that were a very similar kind of low budget looking, obviously low budget looking, but like very like the lowest of the blue collar type of jobs that you could interact with lowest. What do you mean, you fucking entitled bitch? Right. No, I'm talking about like the repo men and the pawn shop owners and things like that. These guys make a great oh, living. They're scum. Probably make more money than you. Right, and they're scum. Oh wow. The pawn guy? <laughs> of course. You know what pawn shops do? They yeah. fucking take your shit at your time of weakness. Why is it your time of weakness? Because you obviously need that money desperately. <laughs> Get a loan. And and those loans don't charge you, absorbent crazy right. interest rates. And they'll do the fucking like what the payday loans and shit like that at a lot of the pawn shops, which are super in. Like I remember uh, watching one of these. It was like a rent a center or something like that, uh, and it was like you know come in you can you can get a payday loan or whatever it was or you know get a couch. Yeah. And then in the fine print, it was like, uh, you know, for only, you you only have to make payments of $49 a month or something like that. Great deal. And then at the bottom, it was like um, $49 uh, a month for X months uh, after 1,500% interest rate. Oh. It was just like, like one time I when I was in college... So it was before my senior year of college. Mm-hmm. I was moving from a furnished apartment into an unfurnished house rental. This and, was with you and Heather? Yes. Okay. And so I needed furniture. But I only needed that furniture for like nine months. Yeah. Because it was just for my senior year of college. And then sure. I was going to be moving presumably a blossoming young somewhere, man world. somewhere else in the world. And so I was like, oh, I'll just go to Rent-A-Center and rent like a bed and desk and dresser. You didn't have a bed? No. Because oh, I lived yeah, in a I furnished guess. apartment. We had beds at, at Yes. Oh wow. We lived in a fully furnished apartment. And so I was like, I'll just go to Rent a Center and rent this stuff. For nine months to rent just the bed. Fifty bucks? A thousand dollars. For a full-sized bed for nine months. Huh. Which is more than it would cost me to buy a full-sized bed and own it forever. (laughs) Because at the end of that nine months, I would have had to return that. And I don't get the $1,000 back either. But you didn't need the bed after nine months. So I just went to Ikea and I bought all the furniture and then I threw it away at the end. That is the most entitled sentence 
I have ever. It was heard. the least comfortable bed I've ever slept in. Of my course, life. IKEA stuff is like a hundred dollars. It didn't even have a real mattress. You it was go just to like IKEA, a fucking blanket on top of a wooden board. It was so <laughs> bad. It was so bad, dude. You're gonna, dude. When you have your kid, you're gonna be like, when I was in college, I slept on an IKEA bed. Imagine trying to have sex on just a plank of wood. There's no like give. There's no bounce. Yeah, it's difficult. I that's ima- how I can that's imagine. how ancestors had sex on rocks. <laughs> they true. just they were like, "Bring me a rock." <laughs> it's mating time. Do you think they go out to look for a mating rock, or do you, do you think they had a they had one in the village that they? I don't know. Do you think they had to take the women out on like a nice date beforehand, though? Do you think they had to take I think them they out did. to dinner? I think they did. Yeah. I think what they did is they would take the women out, and they would the women would hide in the bush mm-hmm. and watch the man murder an animal right and then, and then that would that was the date was watching that gets them, them both real worked up yeah <laughs> yep and yep. it is time and then it it's, is time it's time to go to the fucking rock um so also i wrote uh so in this game show there's the you gotta get the three Slow questions right quotes on that game show yes, you gotta get the three questions right to keep your car <clears throat> they have it already hooked up to the tow truck mm-hmm. and the catch is Every time you get a question right, they lower it to the ground slightly. Ooh. And every time you get a question wrong, they raise it up a little yes. more. So you you get that real visceral reaction to, oh, mm-hmm. no, there goes my car. Here comes my car back down. And so further context, in addition to all these types of shows being on the air, uh, the 2011 we are you know, pretty tightly connected to the, uh, the recession right. that began in 2008, 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, 10 year anniversary of 9-11 so <laughs> that most importantly <laughs> um so there are a lot of people that uh were struggling to find work at this point in time there mm-hmm. were a lot of people that Lost were also their losing homes. their homes at this point in time um and there were about 1.5 million car repos per year in the u.s going on at this point in time and i'm assuming that was much higher than uh, yeah, but it's it's back up to that level basically again oh, no. now. Um, so yes, it was it was elevated. It was higher than normal. Get a hoverboard. Save your money. <laughs> I've been trying to get one. No, nobody will let think me about get it. One. I know you're thinking in your head like, oh, that's dangerous. Well, if everybody had a hoverboard on the highway, wouldn't be as dangerous. That's fair. That's fair. So one of one of my notes uh, after diving into this show was this feels fake. Um, the inter interactions with the people telling them that they're repossessing their car mm-hmm. and oh, but there's a way that you can keep it felt a hundred percent scripted to me. I disagree because first of all, my first note on this was the image of the people that you think would host this show is exactly what you think. They're big and strong and a little bit intimidating. Uh-huh. And they're wearing a bulletproof vest under their shirts mm-hmm. sometimes. And the one I watched, the girl was borderline inconsolable, crying. She was so upset because she lost the game. That she was unable to be on camera. She was crying so hard. Oh, no. So either she was a phenomenal actress or she looked the part, sounded the part, and was the part of someone losing their car. So hold on. So hold on. Yeah. I Because I then made another note that said, okay. it seems less scripted once they start actually playing. <laughs> okay. There was to, a two-part. Like, to me, what it felt like was maybe some of the initial interactions were reenacted mm. um just because of the way that it would initially go down also because i think it's likely because nobody really had this reaction from what i watched but it seems likely to me that why is there a big huge film production crew and why are there lights and boom guys and a mm-hmm. cameramen surrounding me and things like that for my car to get repossessed it seems right weird and i never saw anybody be like why are there all these camera people here i saw a lady Which would maybe be my first reaction threaten the camera people to get off her lawn but there was never any question of what are you doing right here. exactly it was more of i don't know who you are get the fuck off my yeah, lawn so i'll get back to something like that in just mm. a minute here um 
So, so yeah, I mean, I do believe I'm, well, first of all, the prize of getting your car paid off and the question and answer portion due to game show regulation laws has to be real. We know that. We know that it can't be scripted. The game show has to be real. Otherwise, they would be violating federal law. Because of 21? Yes. Because of 21 and all the scandal that erupted from that back in the uh, 50s. So we know that it's the game show portion of it is real. We know that the prize of keeping your car is so is real and so real. And let me tell you something that happened on this show. Ooh, story time. Story time. This is an episode I watched. And I then had to do much further research into this. By the way, we had to pay to watch these. This is true. This is only available on iTunes or Amazon for $2.99 per episode. Yeah. Way too much money. So, and they're 21 minutes each. And there are three contestants slash repos per episode. Mm -hmm. And it will alternate between Josh Lewis and Tom DeTone within an episode. (laughs) It is not one of them consistently. It is not even one city for the whole episode. It just bounces the fuck around seemingly at random. And so I was watching an episode and it was Josh Lewis and they roll up kind of uh, it's dark out. It's at nighttime in Las Vegas. Ooh, that's a dangerous one. And they are, you know, repossessing this couple's car, and they're playing the game, and they end up uh, winning. They they get to keep their car. Whew. However, right as they're wrapping up, a neighbor comes outside and starts yelling at the crew to get away from his house okay uh because they were parked in front of his they had some of the production cars parked in front of this guy's house you want to piss someone off in the suburbs park in front of their house (laughs) and he's yelling at them and then he decides he's gonna brandish a a gun yikes he's gonna brandish a gun a real one a real gun Hmm. what kind Uh, handgun or shotgun a handgun and then he decides he's going to fire the gun. Into the air is like a celebratory firing? <laughs> and so he fires. And I mean, it is like there are people like running, jumping over walls, getting behind trucks and uh, vans and all this stuff. There's whatever the closest production truck to him is like peeling out, trying to like drive away as three shots ring out. Is he aiming his gun at people? So there's some debate there. Okay. So you never, in the footage, again, it's dark, and he is not in the area that they are lighting. Um, So you don't get a good view of him. Uh, However, one of the production vans does end up with a bullet hole in it. Um, And... There are two spent shell casings found near his uh, garage Mm -hmm. and one found in the street. So this is a guy by the name of Carlos Barone. Barone. And he is... uh, State senator. Charged with... you know, unlawful discharge, assault with a deadly weapon, attempted murder, yeah, all this stuff. And so there's they they claim that he was just firing the shots up into the air because the production crew was intimidating him, which mm. seems a little unlikely to me. Well, even if they were, that's like that's still unlawful if somebody discharge, by the way. pushes you. And you shoot, shoot him. him. In the face. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he fires the, his gun into the air twice, according to them. And that is all that they claim. So here's where it gets really weird. He is the registered owner of a Glock 9 handgun. Hell yeah. Reliable. Great for shooting in the air, by the way. Or at camera crews. The spent shell casings were not from... 
the weapon that he owns that is registered to him. Somebody's got an illegal handgun. The gun that shot the shell casings was never recovered. Hmm. Um, Gotta find that murder weapon. So, uh, and they said that they don't know how a third shot was fired from a gun that put a bullet hole into the production van, but it wasn't him, and it's not their job to prove who shot that. So... Who's there? You're saying the cops? The defense. Oh, the, de- okay. the defense. Yeah. They said, well, you've never recovered whatever gun shot this. Um, so wow. we, we don't know who shot it. And that's, I think, is a selling point to being a lawyer. You know how fun <laughs> it would be to say that to someone's right. face and be like, good luck. Right. Prove it. So he... Um, Shout out, Jeremy. Got... Convicted of some of these things, acquitted of others, and was sentenced to 90 days in prison. I bet. And you know what? I bet he learned his fucking and lesson I thought, after that. How the fuck do you just start shooting your gun at random people and get 90 days in prison? Because you get a defense that says, find the weapon, bitch. And then I continued reading this article, and it said, Carlos Barone. Brother of North Las Vegas City Councilman Isaac Barone. Oh, And things started to make a little more sense to me. So we got one of the best defenses probably in that area. He's connected is what I'm saying. He's got the hookup. Holla if you hear me. So yeah, he, um, but he, you know, got a little bit of time in jail for going fucking insane and running around the streets shooting guns at people. By the way, thank God he didn't have an ounce of marijuana on him or something because he'd be in jail for fucking life. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Thank God he didn't do something truly evil like smoke some pot. Although, you know, I would love to get pulled over uh, after smoking a a fatty J. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I have I, I will at the time have smoked it all. Right. And then the cop is like, you're high. And I'm like, show me where the fucking weed is. <laughs> show me the bullet hole. And then I'll go to jail. <laughs> show me the bullet hole. He's like, wait, what? <laughs> I didn't fire that gun. Oh, shit. You, you failed not my job. You go, it's not my job to prove whether or how much weed I smoked. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I know. I'm arresting you right now. So, yeah, that's the story of Carlos Barone and an episode of Repo Games where the production crew just got shot at by a fucking crazy person. Uh, and then what was crazy is the next episode, they went to his house to repo his car. By the way, this was season one, episode eight. So they did 32 more episodes after a guy tried to murder them all for making this show. I think, though, that goes to show you that the production crew or the, the lawyers, whoever tied to the show, were probably like, and then that's a wrap on that. And they're like... Brother, this is a this is a Tuesday for us. Like we get chased <laughs> and we get shot at. Like, sure. can you imagine? People want to kill you for trying to take their car. So, so another uh, after after the calm down from the attempted murder situation, this was that was the first of the three in this episode that I watched. Wow! And so the next one was maybe even better because uh, they roll up to this couple. I don't know. They're in their sixties. Oh, early 60s, probably. And they're getting their uh, pickup truck repossessed. Damn. And they come out and they're upset about it. And then their daughter comes out and she's upset about it. And um, she's a stripper. Also, she announces that she's a stripper. Okay. And so she is not she doesn't own this car. So she's not allowed to uh, participate, I guess. So she's kind of just like standing on the other side of the yard off by herself cheering them on basically she's the studio audience oh jeez and at one point um they ask the couple a question and they're thinking about what the answer is and i guess it was maybe some sort of science related question i can't remember what it was off the top of my head and our host turns to the girl uh, the daughter and says um did you study science in school? 
And she says, quote, I didn't go to school. I have big tits. And then bounced up and down as so as to jiggle her tits. And and then the host turned back to her parents and said, good job, guys. Oh, <laughs> yikes. What a stick. Um, so I thought that Did the was... parents seem proud. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, so they thought it was an actual legitimate compliment. Oh, yeah. And you know what? It might have been. Because he, the host, he seemed into her. He said, uh, because they uh, they lost because they were really fucking dumb. Just mm. real. like. So I will say the questions on this show. Yeah. It's hit or miss. It were very varied in their difficulty. Yeah. I, I think there was one question in the episode. So I guess out of the 15 or whatever. That I straight up did not know. God, you're which, so smart. Which was, um, what three things can't you do uh, to a, a mogwai in, in Gremlins? Water. Right. I knew that one. Feed it after midnight. Right. Um, molest. Uh, sunlight. Ah. Yeah. Can't be in the sunlight. So, but they got that one right. The people who, it was the people who were about to get shot at. <laughs> Oh, um, no. So, at, and then, so the people, I mean, like, they, what city is the gateway arch in? And their answer was Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, that yeah, was, that's Michigan, that gateway was, city. That was who we're, that's who we're dealing with. And he was like, all right, that's a state. Um, do you have a city? <laughs> and they're like, oh, 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 yeah, Detroit. The one I uh, saw was name five states that uh, touched the Gulf of Mexico. And she said, Texas, Florida, Georgia, Louisiana, and Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, there is some confusion from a lot of these people. But to be fair, you're playing for your car. There's a lot of pressure here. So it doesn't matter. I don't think it matters how easy or hard these questions are. The, the level of anxiety running sure, through you has got to be... be coursing through your veins so i will say i've i've missed something and i want to go back to it okay the when i mentioned that there was a guy in a production van that kind of peeled out and drove away yeah so he had a camera rolling in the production van at the time okay and so as he's peeling out and there are gunshots going off behind him he says this is what anderson cooper does bitch like because he's reporting from a war uh, zone. Oh, okay, God, <laughs> this is what Anderson Cooper does, bitch. Yeah, that's basically. However, you have placed yourself. I guess you created, you created the, war the war zone. Yeah. yeah. So basically, just like CNN. Think about it. We lost half our listeners. Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. Um. So I. I. I I want to say a couple things. Oh, hold on, hold on. Let me let me just finish something real fast. And oh then my god! And then I would love to hear dude. what you have to say because I have a topic of discussion that came okay, up. Okay. Because at the so those people lost their car. The people with the stripper daughter. Sure. And they start to pull it away, and then she says, "I'll show you my tits for the car." And not a bad. First of all, just go to the strip club when she's working. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it doesn't cost you a car. <laughs> But like uh Josh Lewis was like, oh, hey, hold on, hold on a second. Yeah. Uh, But they did take the car um, even after she showed her tits. That's so Uh, rude. (laughs) Uh, But she did have big boobs, um, which led me to I was listening to a different podcast. I listen. I listen to podcasts other than our own on occasion. I was listening to the boys cast with uh, Ryan Long and Danny, a Polish name. (laughs) Um, And they were reporting on a study that found that uh, rich men mm-hmm. prefer uh, women with smaller boobs and poor men prefer women with bigger boobs. And I thought this kind of applied to this situation of these uh, poor people who were getting their car repossessed and uh, she had huge old titties. 
But how do you explain like high-end stripper clubs like Experiment Rhino, where it's like super rich people and all the strippers have big boobs? Well, I've allegedly been to I've heard Experiment Rhino, and I would not describe myself as super rich people. You're a healthy upper middle class. Um, we didn't go to circles when we were in college when we were dirt n- poor, yeah, right? But I went there when I was not upper middle class. Also, when I was just regular middle class so now that you're upper middle class do you prefer small did you notice a transition in yourself well, no now that i'm upper middle class uh i just prefer sex slaves <laughs> i don't deal with that riffraff right and and, uh, and we clubs. run our sex slave operation out of a pizza parlor <laughs> who doesn't um so what did you have to say you you had something important to say before we got into the into the booby discussion i mean i would it's debatable if it's if important but it's something you said it was very you said it was very important no i said i wanted people need to hear it i wanted to talk now yeah i'll let you talk i I felt that the hard actually hold on a second let me talk about i felt that the hard rock music at the beginning was an absolute perfect it fit in musical accompaniment to the show it 100 percent felt like a cheater show in that the second cameraman is in seventy eight percent of the shots. Yeah, it's very it's very uh, voyeuristic. You don't like you're watching something that you're not supposed to see. Yeah, and and yeah, and you feel icky watching the show because you should. It's not like I understand that. I think there are two philosophies on this. One, this is a good thing for these people. You're giving them an opportunity mm-hmm. to win their car back. But mm-hmm. on the other hand, you're exploiting the shit out of these people and you're not just exploiting random people these people have not voluntarily placed themselves in like a fear factor situation they are unwillingly put into this situation you can tell it's like a it's like a a boss and like lower level employee situation there there is nobody talks about it but it is palpable that this person does not have a choice in this situation. So here's what I wrote. And I'll read you exactly what I wrote on this line. Yes. Not to be woke about it, but this kind of feels like it's exploiting poor people slash minorities for laughs. Yes, because it is. And that and that was at the very beginning. And so in hindsight, like the kinda is not necessary at all. <laughs> because yeah. uh, it is 100% exploiting poor people for laughs yes uh that's what it's all about um and so by uh that association uh minorities make up a higher uh, percentage of that than uh than white people so yes i would say this show is exploiting poor people slash minorities for laughs and here's the thing getting back to uh uh pizzerias with child sex slaves in them (laughs) i after watching this show, yeah, I better understand the beliefs of the QAnon people. I don't think they sound so crazy anymore. How so? I don't think they sound so crazy anymore because I don't think it's that big of a reach to get to uh, the the powerful elite are uh, you know harvesting child sex slaves in a pizza dungeon. I don't think it's that big of a leap to get there. Um. When you have, you know, uh, the powerful elite are uh, taking away the only method of transport or getting to work for uh, poor, underprivileged people who are going through an incredibly difficult time of their life right now and maybe having the most valuable thing that they own or will ever own taken away from them in front of the eyes of millions of people laughing and eating fucking popcorn and stuffing their faces while they watch it to get some entertainment value out of seeing these people fucking dance while the gun is being fired at their feet literally um a hundred percent there there was an episode where a contestant was a single mom with four children she came out with a bat uh-huh and they got her to calm down uh-huh and she was she went through she won her car uh-huh. she was a nervous wreck she did win she got sure. her car back and then the host asked her to make him lunch so she went into her kitchen and made him a sandwich <laughs> just a little just a little extra exploitation on top just a and you could tell like she 
in her head, she was like, you fucking kidding me. But like, she was happy. She just won her car. Right. But you could tell as she walked into her house, she was like, I'll trade one sandwich for my car. So, you could tell she was like, I need this. So as I was watching this, the main thing I kept thinking was, why has there not been a revolution? Yes. Dude, I thought that. I've been thinking that for the past like six months. So everybody is so upset. And it's like, if, 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 dude. Okay, so here's the thing. The two-party system is genius in the sense that Whoa. if you keep people divided, at least you don't have them realize right. how much power people have if they were to just come together on, like, one thing. Correct, correct. Because all I could think was this is some, like, pre-French Revolution type of shit. Yeah. Like. Yeah. <laughs> these people it's rich and powerful people fucking exploiting them for their entertainment while they suffer they're going through suffering live on tv isn't that fun to watch it's the fucking hunger games yeah. it's real like this is fucking gladiators being thrown into the pit with a lion and all you have to do is kill that lion and what do you get not to be eaten by a lion <laughs> That's what this is. And you don't even get to keep the lion for food afterwards. <laughs> That's exactly what this is. The car is the lion in this scenario, basically. Yes. yes. You get to not be eaten. Like, it is absurd. It, it like, I might be rooting for Putin at this point <laughs> just to fucking fuck the West. Press the red button, start it over. Like, drop the nukes. This is ridiculous. It's it's. I, I mean, well, listen. While this was going on, while in 2011 we were fucking um, exploiting these people, watching them at their lowest of their lows, laughing with fucking 15 cameramen in their face, shoving it's lights, too many and cameramen, lights and boom microphones all around them. Um, also, while that was happening, simultaneously. Uh, former presidents were hanging out with Jeffrey Epstein on an island with little girls that they've used as their little fuck toys for their entertainment. Allegedly. That is what... <laughs> that is what the divide in our society is like. Hey, there will always be havers and have-nots. Right. And can't we just, like, work to help the have-nots humanely instead of... Like, it, it, this, this reminds me, and this is before this was a thing, but now it is... Of the fucking um, YouTube video trend of some fucking smarmy little white dude oh, that is going to go out there and be like, giving a homeless man a $100 bill and to film his reaction to the homeless man, oh my God, thank you so much for this. And they're like, I'm a fucking good person. Like and subscribe. Like, fuck you. I hope you get hit by a bus. I don't know. Those guys aren't that bad. Like, I like Mr. Beast. I love his shit. Fuck you. I hope you get hit by a bus. But... But I thought you were going to say the pranks. Oh, yes, dude. Yeah. Those that's people, even worse. Obviously, I think those people are lower than repo people because you're you're not you don't you don't know what a prank is. A prank is what we used to do. God, we sound so old. A prank <laughs> when I was a kid was calling someone and pretending know, to be someone else, pretending <laughs> to make fart noises into their ear. And you know what that person could do? Uh, you know, hang tell up. me to fuck off or hang up. Uh huh. And in this situation, in the in the here and the now, if you say something or do something embarrassing in a high stress situation, as someone is fake pulling out a gun on you, mm -hmm. that is now seen by everybody. Mm -hmm. Right. So what I'm saying is, bring back prank calls. <laughs> Let's, let's where's where's the jerky boys when you need let's them? kill caller id and i think that <laughs> our society would have would be able to release some stress by performing prank calls i would rather have a prank call over a fucking scam call any day yeah of course. and that's why i pick up every single phone call i get <laughs> just because in case just in case someone asking if your refrigerator is kid is in a formative year trying to just blow off some steam i will sit there and listen to his you know, Prince Albert, uh, do I have Prince Albert in a can? But the funny thing is, by the time we were kids, mm -hmm. that already meant nothing. Right. But like, <laughs> it, but it's like, a but it was still like a common thing. It's a trend. About. It comes well, around. <laughs> yeah. And like, I, I think when we were kids, we heard that 
and we didn't even get it. No. But we knew that it was a prank that we could pull, so yeah. we were fine with it. We yeah. Were, yeah, let's go with it. Do you have Prince Albert in a can? No, it's not 1960, you fucking kid. Yeah, or if they would pull the what's that and you just go and you just hang up because you're like, fuck, they got me. Nothing. What's up, dog, with you? (laughs) You're blending like seven (laughs) things, kid. You have to to be able to pivot. You have to be able to pivot. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so I, uh, I was reading. I was, you know, trying to look into... What were the... Because I, I don't remember this being on TV. I, no, I, me I, either. I didn't watch a lot of Spike TV reality I watched a lot of Spike shows. TV, but not reality. Um, and so I was trying to look into, like, what were the reactions to this when this came out? Because this seems horrible. Yeah. And there were definitely some of those reactions. And I read an interview with a random reality TV producer, an anonymous reality TV producer. Okay. And... Um, they were they were asking them about this show and like you produce reality tv shows what do you think the thought process is into something like this and this is a quote from him this is a quote from him he said quote if they lose well fuck them they couldn't pay anyway so the audience doesn't have to feel bad for them oh my that explains how all these shows become into but, fruition and, and i don't think he was saying that from his perspective necessarily but that the overall idea was it's a win-win because if they lose their car, the audience can say, well, they didn't they didn't pay their car off. They should lose it anyway. Yeah. So they don't feel that bad. And if they win, then the audience is like, yeah, that's awesome. They won a car. Their car. Right. <laughs> yeah. Their car, to yeah. be clear. Um, and like, I don't know. I'm not saying that the entire um, repossession concept i guess is necessarily evil because you do have to pay for the things that you have correct you don't have to but exploiting the people when a lot of them majority probably vast majority uh aren't trying to just get away with not paying for their car right they just can't for one reason or another. Yeah. Um, exploiting them because of that. It, we should all be dead. We should all okay. die. I would, I'm willing to die. Okay. I wouldn't go that far. I would say there were dip, there were two different types of people on this show. Black there, and white. Yeah. But there were people and that Mexican. had like shitty Chevy. No Asians. Shitty Chevy cars. Right. And you could tell, like, you know, they are struggling. And the people that overextended themselves. Correct. On the one that like I the saw. Buick, the Buick oh, SUV. Oh, okay. I saw a BMW and Ooh. a Chevy um, or and a uh, Corvette. It was like an Ooh. older one, but it was like a Chevy Corvette. So you could tell, like, these people overextended themselves for sure. And it, by the way, this was an episode where both people. So you people, didn't feel bad for them? Both people, I did feel bad. Both people in the household had to play because both cars were getting repoed. Oh. So the girl lost her shit with a Corvette and the guy won and they were able to keep their BMW. And he told, when she first came out, she told the host, this can't be happening, this can't be happening. I'm getting married, I'm getting married next mm-hmm. month. And throughout the episode, as he's questioning both those people, just kept congratulating them on their marriage. <laughs> And that was. I will be taking your car, though. That's the thing. It makes it more awkward, right? It was so much more awkward. The thing that I didn't like the most about this is that the guy was doing his best to act like an actual game show host, and it's like like a chill friend. This person isn't happy at all to be here, like because he kept being like, "Come on, aren't you excited? You got one right." And the person's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I got one, two more." And so your answer was. We'll tell you after the break. (laughs) You've done this for every question. How many breaks are on this show? Yeah. So um, did you like the, the, the Intel pop-up screen? Oh, when, uh, when we were introduced to, to the uh, victims. (laughs) That's a hundred percent the correct word for this. It was like the, the bus, the next bus when they would pop Uh out. Yes. Freeze frame. And so it'd be like name, 
age and then the intel and and one of them was like this lady was getting her car repoed and it was like favorite movie is it was a favorite movie <laughs> that was important to know because it was gremlins and that was going to be involved <laughs> in the question it was tied into everything yeah. yeah so i mean it was uh i don't know the i don't have a lot of positive things to say for this show and then i don't consequently have a lot of positive positive things to say about um society uh we're, civilization we're fine we're doing fine um, just keep your head buried and just keep moving this, here here's what you need to do take one from the kids just keep grinding <laughs> just keep grinding i'm telling you i don't know how we haven't cut off king louis head at this point um whose head would be cut off just every person F- in a manager position dude, fucking yes <laughs> If your title is director yes. or above, you're fucked. If you're a politician and or you make greater than $300,000 a year. Well, f- I thought four hundred was the 1%. Okay, $400,000. If you're at three ninety nine, though, guess what? You're president now. <laughs> <laughs> then the cycle begins anew. Yeah. Um, like, this is a serious let them eat cars moment for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it was super, super fucked up super exploitative and worse than the war going on in Ukraine. Okay. I wouldn't go that far. I do have, Oh yeah. How many people in Ukraine have had their cars repossessed? Blown up. It's asterisk blown. How up. many have had them repossessed is all I'm asking. <laughs> uh, probably a because lot. Because here it's one every 12 Honestly, seconds. their whole country is getting repossessed one by Putin right now seconds. is what's happening. Uh, no, only like half of it mm-hmm. for now. Well, uh, if he goes, if the whole country, if he get if he got all of Ukraine, then they would border uh, Poland, who would be a NATO member, and they don't want to be border a NATO country. So, so what if this whole thing in Ukraine is a game show, and they're just getting a lot of questions? This wrong? is just a big Russian game show. Yeah, it's a prank, bro. It's a prank. Well, it's for P- Putin's YouTube account. <laughs> <laughs> He's really trying to boost his interactions. That's and why he like, keeps screaming like and subscribe after each of his speeches. Yeah, exactly. Okay. He's like, he's like, all right, well, here's, dude, I got, I got a funny prank. All right, so we we pretend like we're starting World War Three. All right, like yeah. what if what if everybody in the world's like, oh my god, World War Three, and then I was just like, oh, you've been punked, and they're like, oh my god, Putin, you're fucking hilarious. I thought this was really a war. My sister is dead. My sister is dead. Yeah, I, I thought for sure this was a war. But think about how many subs he got. So many. You got Putined. You got pwned. Putoned. You got Putoned. That's like uh, I saw that a. a some you know everybody right now is doing Wordle. their best oh. to contribute to the cause <laughs> and that means you know we mentioned last episode uh important things like changing your profile picture adding the ukrainian flag to mm-hmm. your twitter emoji right. uh name uh and maybe most importantly in canada a restaurant has uh removed poutine from the menu because it sounds too much like putin that's a tragedy because across all of the exports that Canada exports, mm-hmm. poutine is by far one of the best things. Okay, but the good news is they haven't removed the pro- what the actual food is. They've just, the name of it isn't that. Off the menu? It's like, remember... Oh, uh, they're trying to change the name of the dish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember like oh. the freedom fries thing? I do, because like, fuck France the French. France doesn't support us invading a sovereign nation for some reason. Yeah. Um, and we were like, well, fuck them. We can't call them French fries anymore. And like French's mustard had to put out a statement that was like, just to be clear, we're not French also, by the way. We love killing kids in Iraq. Um, <laughs> we fully, we're fully on board with the rest of the country on the killing kids in Iraq part. Um, terrorists. If you say terrorists, it makes it so much easier to digest. No, all you have to do is say, we thought there was a terrorist, but it was actually just a family having a picnic. Um, or you just have to kill one of the big terrorists at some point. Yeah, like, exactly. Told you, <laughs> like, oh. told you he was there. And then you just go, actually, what well, what happened was we had a very targeted attack. It actually just hit him right in the head. And he happened to be wearing a suicide bomb that <laughs> killed the neighboring block. Right. And we did have that intelligence. And, and that is absolutely the type of stuff that our intelligence agencies put out there and <laughs> expect us to believe. And we fucking do because we're stupid idiots. We're stupid puppets who like to watch people lose their cars for funny laughs. Ha ha. You know what I think we should do? Mm-hmm. We should start the revolution. I'm in. This podcast, 
The revolution will not be televised. It will be a podcast. Podcasted. Podcasted. The revolution will be podcasted. The revolution will be podcasted. And guess what? It starts now. So I suggest killing your bosses. <laughs> I uh, let's hold off a little oh. bit. I'll, let's check with. I thought we le- said. Let's check with our legal department on what we can and can't say. Okay. Um, technically, legally. So um, I allegedly just said kill your bosses. Right. Allegedly. Quote, very slow quotes. Right. Very and this slow very quotes. slow quotes. <laughs> very slow quotes. And this is a comedy podcast. I think we legally have to say that after what I just said. <laughs> yeah. Satire. Satire. Um, fair use, what etc. Whatever. Satire. I will Which say... kind of sounds like Stalin, so we're gonna change it to <laughs> Satin. Yes. Uh that sounds more like Stalin than satire does, though. Does it? Yeah, because it has the N, whereas satire did not. Stalin satin. Right. Okay. Cedar. Okay. Thank you. This is this is Do the Jewish people own that word though? <laughs> Seder. I think Seder. it's a little different. Okay. Um Yeah, so this game show I'm gonna say doesn't even deserve to get a buzzer rating. Oh, I was gonna give it four. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I was gonna give it five, but the exploitative aspect <laughs> knocked it down. Knocked down one. So, like I went into this, I was like, I I googled uh, weirdest game shows ever. You're the one that wanted to do this game right. show. No, no, no. I I and know you have gotten in. You have an, an inflamed about it. I googled weirdest game shows ever, and this popped up, and I thought, oh, that sounds fun. And then I started watching, and uh, I was right. Oh, fuck you, poor people. I'm upper middle class. Yeah, I go to Spearmint Rhinos. UMC. I'm I'm a UMC <laughs> as well. Um. So yeah, this Repo Games, you can't watch it without paying for it, so I strongly recommend not doing that. Yeah, and if you're already kind of upset... It's not even on Paramount+. Plus. If you're kind of upset with how the world is, don't watch this, because it might actually be the spark plug to the engine of your... you murdering people in power. So wait, do we recommend that everybody watch this? Do we actually wake want to up. start a revolution? Do we wake do we wake people up? I no, because oh. I if look, when I have lived I've my got life spurs, selfishly. So I will not be fighting in the revolution, but I will be cheering you guys on bone from the sidelines. God. We're like, yeah, we're like coaches of football teams. <laughs> I will absolutely be listen, I'll be changing my Twitter profile picture for whatever the flag of the revolution is. I'm changing it to Putin. Like, don't don't worry about that. I will make sure that um FIFA removes the United States uh, national team from the... This is the stuff that's going on right now that also makes me wish there was a revolution. Uh So there's this war going on where Russia invaded Ukraine. Right. Allegedly. So what's happening now is companies like Apple. Visa. Google. MasterCard. (laughs) Are you just naming companies? No, those were companies that also have like... They are stopping doing business in Russia. Right. Um... FIFA has taken um, all Russian soccer clubs and the Russian national team out of the FIFA video game. They, they're they imposing all these economic sanctions on these people. All these businesses are ceasing to do business um, in Russia with, you know, the regular ass Russian people that are also people that are not fucking Vladimir Putin, that are not invading any nations. The, I, the amount of people on Twitter and in the media and things like that that I've basically seen celebrating that like, oh man, these sanctions are going to fuck their economy so bad. Those people are so fucked and they're, they're going to starve to death. Fuck yeah, we got them. They're regular fucking people. And that's a, a common misconception because... Putin has cloned himself into <laughs> and it's all of the population. It's all it's so easy to think like that. It just they're all little Putins. They all agree with this war. But it's similar to how everybody agreed with the Trump uh uh, uh presidency. Everybody was on board we with Trump on board. and everybody Exactly. Was, he represented every single American. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's just the further sign of that divide when all these fucking privileged American people are just celebrating how shitty poor Russian people are going to have. It. Yeah. God, we're going to fuck them up so bad. They're not going to be able to buy bread. You get no bread anymore. Wonder Bread is ceasing operations in Russia. Good. So, yeah, um, this has been a very ranty episode. 
Very ranty. Yeah. We've done a lot of ranty. But, well, on one side, but it does seem like it, you needed to <laughs> get it out. Some and you too. have a platform to do it now. And it's not. I think it's therapeutic. It's good. And it's not like the stuff that you're saying is like, you know, let's start a revolution. No, you said that. No, you. but you've also piggy- right, but but you, you piggybacked. No, you're right. I said let's but start you, a revolution. Yeah. You said murder your bosses. And that, oh, I'm sorry. How else do you start a revolution? <laughs> what do you think? People just go out and start burning cars in the street? Come on. You have to be a targeted revolution. <laughs> At the bosses, the boss class. <laughs> <laughs> just those people. Because everybody else is fine. And saints and angels. Obviously. So, yeah, this is uh, this has been an episode Maybe this should have been a short episode. Maybe we should cut it off at a certain point. Just before we get too far. And if you want to dub over kill your bosses to kiss your babies, (laughs) I think the lips will look kind of similar. (laughs) That's All right. uh, We are done for now. You're going away uh, this weekend Mm -hmm. or last weekend. I'll be in Austin. Yeah. (laughs) It's some point in talking about stuff. I know. It's hard. Yeah. Uh, so, So, yeah, we will see you guys. Next week, and until then, viva la revolution. Kiss your babies. Oh. <laughs>